You made it to the Hidden Gems podcast, the podcast that highlights the journeys of small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives through conversation, interviews, and storytelling. Tune in every Monday for a new episode where I drop major gems, or at least my guests drop major gems. What's up, friends? I am back. Last week, I was out because I had laryngitis. And my voice sounded really bad, and it actually was kind of annoying to listen to and speak. So, this week I am back with a very special young lady. Her name is Tasha, and she is an up-and-coming R&B singer and a TV show host. So, tune in for more. <laughs> You're right. Okay, Tasha, so welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast. I am Kendra, and I'm very excited that you're here today because, like we were saying earlier, I don't know you in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to have you on. You reached out to me. You slid in my DMs, and I really I appreciate did. that. Um, that was like a, uh, I guess, like, not real. I don't feel like it was a ballsy move, but it is a ballsy move because, yeah. like, you never know how people are going to respond. Like, it's definitely something that I would be very nervous about doing if I was trying to slide to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate you for doing that because that's important to me to reach other people that I haven't reached before. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I think I found you through a hashtag. So I was like, <laughs> let me reach out to her because I, um, I'm just at a point in my career where I'm ready to, I guess, share my story. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's see who responds. And I'm so glad that you replied. <laughs> yes, I'm glad that you did. I get a lot of fake uh, messages, I feel like, in my DMs. So like, when you reached out to me and I was like, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. That was really oh, yeah. trying to see if you were like a robot. Uh -huh. so <laughs> I sent you that long message. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did. But it was great. It was great info. So it definitely piqued my interest. And I was like, okay, maybe she's not a robot or a scammer. Like, I live in Atlanta, and I don't know right. if you've heard about, like, all the scammers in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I live in Georgia State, and I'm familiar. Oh, see, so, girl, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> did you graduate from Georgia State? I didn't graduate. I ended up um, leaving the school, but I had a fun time the short time <laughs> I was there. I'm not going to lie. Atlanta was cool. I Wait, like when were you there? Um, Wow. 2018 yeah you say wow like that was so long ago because I you know I went through a lot of schools so when I got to Georgia State it, it just all happened so fast and then I ended up back in New York I'm just like that seems so long ago I think because I did so much in between the time that I'm just like that was like so long ago Girl, yeah even though it was like two not. three years <laughs> that was not that was not <laughs> like, was like forever ago. <laughs> like personally, I could just tell you, I went to Savannah State and I graduated in 2012. So 2018, like that was literally like three years ago. You're good. <laughs> it feels like so much longer, but yeah, it was only three years ago. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm going to ask you like five to seven random questions to do like warm-ups. Like this is my warm-up. This is how I get people ready. Okay. okay. And this is really how I get myself ready. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to get into like your story and I'm ready. Okay. So the first question is, if you had three wishes, what would you wish for? Oh man, it's always a hard one. I'd wish for unlimited an unlimited phone plan that that's like free that I don't have to pay for. Definitely. <laughs> um, I would want unlimited gas for a car, and 
I would want a private chef. <laughs> I definitely would want a private chef. Oh, good wishes, though. I feel like they're logical. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have to pay a phone bill, like right, that's important. That's I use my phone a lot. So, yeah. yeah and gas, unlimited gas. I mean, that's a bill in itself. And yeah, and I, I mean, especially if you live in a place where you can't like ride the bus or like yeah. the train, like <laughs> not here. <laughs> chef, I get it because you can always eat healthy if you have a private chef. You just tell them what yep. you're going to cook, and then you don't have to worry about it. They just bring you the food, and you're like, oh, food. Here. exactly exactly let me put that in the microwave real quick like. <laughs> okay so my next question is what was your favorite toy growing up oh my stuffed animals I had uh two stuffed bears one was named Biggie and the other was Tupac and oh. the only reason I got rid of them is because my mom told me that people were gonna make fun of me in college if I showed up with these two giant stuffed animals and I'm like well I really don't care and she's like you need to get rid of them so <sighs> R.I.P. <laughs> Biggie oh, no. Tupac that's so sad now I have no stuffed animals and it's like the worst thing ever <laughs> it's, like, it's literally the worst <laughs> I don't think people would have made fun of you <laughs> exactly and I wouldn't have cared if they did but my mom just like put it in my head and my sisters are like no don't bring those to college and I'm just like but these are my friends <laughs> right these are my friends. Yeah. Oh no. I had a stuffed animal. I still have her to this day. Her name was Jennifer and she's a cabbage patch kid, but like it's the cabbage patch face, but it's a bunny. Oh, okay. And that yeah. was my favorite stuffed animal. And I still have her like she's downstairs in my garage right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom has a stuffed animal from when she was a kid, but it's small. And I think because the bears I had were so large, like they were life size. I could understand why she'd say you know, college, but she's 51 with her stuffed animals still. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Especially right. even if they were life-size, I still don't think people would have made funny. Okay, I'm going to move on because I'll be stuck <laughs> on that all day. I'm like, no, wouldn't have, no. Right. Um, what was, or what do you most like to like make fun of or poke fun at? Um, That's a random question make fun of or poke fun of? Uh, um, I don't know. I think uh, this is hard. That's actually a really hard one. Yeah. I don't I'm know totally what laughing. I'd want to. Yeah. Make fun of. Or, I laugh at animals. My dog mm -hmm. is the funniest dog ever. Like I almost said human because he acts like a human. Uh -huh. So I definitely would say animals animals definitely crack me up because they're just like they just do whatever <laughs> they don't even notice and I'm just like does anybody else see this like my dog he um his name's Prada he okay. he decided to get in a chair at our dining room table and like eat off of my grandfather's plate oh my god what kind of yeah. dog is this he's a poodle he, oh, he thinks yeah he's something he's tiny but he thinks he's oh, a pit bull so it's always interesting. <laughs> <people. laughs> poodles are like, they are very interesting though. I remember the first time I ever saw like a big poodle. I was like, what is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're so cute though. Oh my God. They are massive though. Like they're huge. Yeah. Giant stuffed animals. Yeah. They look <laughs> like giant stuffed animals. You have a real thing for stuffed animals. <laughs> I do. I miss my stuffed animals so much. And like my friend tried to buy me a uh, Bill's Bear. It just... 
wasn't the same. I'm like, this isn't something I grew mm-hmm. up with. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. You'll find the right stuffed animal one day. One day, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> okay, when is a time or when do you feel most in control? I say when I'm making music. That's okay. the only time that I feel most in control in, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, I'm the one singing the song. I'm the one writing it. Well, sometimes I'm the one making the beat. So I'm literally, my hand is in everything. Yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah. It's like my space. It's like my area, my thing. So it's, I love it. I love it so much. But, you know, outside of that, you know, God controls everything. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So like, I know we're going to get into this, but what kind of music do you, what's your favorite kind of music to make? Um, as far as making like the beats, I love making trap beats. Like, I don't know what it is about like hip hop and rap and trap. Well, not so much rap, but more so trap. (laughs) It's just so exciting to me. I'm not sure why. And then as far as like me as an artist and songwriting, I really love R&B and pop music, but mainly R&B. I like to, you know, hit that hit your emotions and make you feel something <laughs> oh, yeah like like 90s r&b wait a minute how old are you are you old enough to know about 90s r&b you said i am old enough to know about 90s r&b i'm 22 i'll be 23 in october so i but my family always played like good music around me growing up so i was lucky to to know <laughs> 90s r&b lucky <laughs> 90s r&b weren't we all Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Another one is, would you rather have 10 hobbies or one passion? Oof. Um, I'd say one passion. I feel like I've done the whole doing everything thing. I've attempted to, like I did sports and I did five events at every track meet pretty much five to six events and it's draining and then i would look at these people that do one event and they just seem so happy to do this one event and they're able to focus one time (laughs) compared to to five so i think because of sports and having to spread myself so thin and not being able to peak at every event this is turning into track (laughs) um it's definitely made me want to just focus on one thing and that kind of like that same mindset has kind of helped me want to focus just on being an artist instead of trying to do everything else behind the scenes and all the other stuff that I don't really want to do. So definitely one passion over yeah. 10 hobbies. I think I can agree with that. Even though I have a lot of hobbies, I am just like a person with a million hobbies. But mm-hmm. if I could if I could just focus it all, like all my energy into one thing, I definitely would do that. Yeah, it's uh, just like... Better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Okay, this is the last one. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh man, what would I say? Um I would tell people um what would I say? I don't even know what I would say. Uh I guess just like encouraging people to love one another and to not be so like mean because people are really like mean I'm learning that as I'm getting older that's something I'd say definitely just spread positivity and just love and just yeah all that (laughs) people need it they definitely do (laughs) they definitely definitely (laughs) do (laughs) 
I don't know what I would say if I had if the world's attention for 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't know. I might be like, there were no white people in the Bible. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> in today's world, you get canceled. Right. I know. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what I would say if I had yeah. 30 seconds. I but, wonder if that's how Beyonce feels because she has the world's attention for how long her songs are. She does. I wonder if she like thinks about that. If I ever meet her, I'll ask. <laughs> she always has the world's attention though. Like when when are we not ever thinking of Beyonce? Like right, it's Beyonce's internet. <laughs> Beyonce's right. world. Beyonce's we're just internet. in it. <laughs> right, we're just living in her world. That's it. <laughs> All right, so Tasha, go ahead. I want you to introduce yourself and explain who you are and what you do to the listeners because the way you slid in my DMs, you had it all planned out and I want you to say it to the people. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Tasha Bethay, aka Hey Tasha, whatever. <laughs> and I am, uh, I guess, my day job is I host a TV show in New York. It's called Video City TV. And then outside of that, I am a singer, songwriter, and producer from New Jersey. <laughs> from New Jersey, yes. Rep your city or your state, okay? Yes, NJ. <laughs> that is cool. So you're a singer and songwriter, and you're a producer, and you're a TV show host. How is it like being a TV show host? Like, what is something that has been challenging about being a host? And how did you get into being a TV show host? Okay, um, the hosting job was a little random. Um, prior to COVID, I was supposed to go on my first uh, tour in New York as an artist. I had dropped uh, an EP in December 2019. Didn't really promote it, but somehow this booking agency found me on Instagram. They reached out. They're like, we want to put you on the bill. We have all these uh, venues in New York. Like, you just have to say yes, right? It was a great okay. situation. And then COVID hit, and they kept rescheduling the dates, and then eventually it all got canceled. So I'm like, this was literally my start, <laughs> and it's canceled? So I was devastated. I, you know, I just kind of sat still for a few months and was looking for ways to get on television because I knew that I had to stay relevant some way, somehow. And that I had to, I guess, like reintroduce myself to new people and just find something that was connected to music that I could make money off of so my family wouldn't be on me. And so that I was able to make it like sustained throughout the throughout COVID. So Craigslist is my first, is my go-to or used to be my go-to. So I applied originally for a social media position at the, the TV station. And when I got on the phone with my now boss, he was like, well, why don't you just host the show? And I'm like, huh? Like, I thought I was just going to be the social media person. So he kind of talked me into it. And then it just kind of took off from there. And I'm, I'm really happy with how it's all turning out so far. That's good. That's great. I um don't know anybody who hosts a TV show. So this is yeah. very cool and very interesting for me. I um I just kind of fell into I didn't fall into being a podcaster. There was something I chose to do, like I consciously mm -hmm. chose to do this. <laughs> but right. it's something that I really enjoy. So it's interesting to hear the perspective from somebody who does it where they're on TV. Because a lot of times people just hear my voice. Like they don't see me on TV. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. it's weird because well, at first for me it was really weird because it's like it's over Zoom. So I'm like, 
is this going to be the same? And then once I found out that the show actually aired on cable, it's been around for 25 plus years and that they were just trying to revamp the show to fit, I guess, this new online setting that we're all in. Mm -hmm. And um, that was basically the face of that. I was just like, oh, well, this is kind of cool. I get to do this from home. At first it was, it was like a little lame because it's like, I don't get to go to a studio and take selfies in a studio, but I, you know, made my room, my studio. And, you know, I've had a lot of support from my family. Like my grandfather bought me this green screen. He got me some mics. So it ended up working out really well. That's great. What is like, so what do you talk about on your TV show that you host? on the show? I interview up and coming artists from around the world. We've had people from India, the UK and LA. We get a lot of people from Toronto and Chicago. So it's up and coming artists, rappers, singers, bands, pretty much anybody that, that is looking to promote their music. Okay. Yeah. That must be why you were so ready with your green screen when we hopped on Zoom. <laughs> oh yeah. I was filming earlier and I was just like, I'm just going to leave it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it works. It works. A lot of people that I interview are like, oh God, Kendra, do we have to turn on the screen? And I'm just like, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but usually, I mean, cause usually most of the time I'm looking like crazy, like right now I look a little crazy. Like, see on my you look YouTube. fine. It's been a long day. I got a pimple. Like, but um, <laughs> I'm glad that you had your screen on. I could see your smiling face. That's cool because it doesn't feel like I'm just talking into like darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as an artist, as a music artist, what have you, well, first of all, how long have you been into music? Has this been like a lifelong passion or has this been something you picked up recently? Um, I've been singing since I was six. My okay. grandmother put me in singing and piano lessons. It was piano lessons first. And then my voice, my piano teacher was like, well, why don't you just sing too? And I fought it for a few years. And when I turned like, I think 10 is when mm -hmm. I started singing. And at first I hated my voice. I'm like this, I sound like nobody. Like I can't sing covers. I don't sound like Beyonce. Oh, this is taking so long, um, but the training that I had from a kid has definitely helped help me throughout my adult career. And it's definitely, it's just helped. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's, I'm so grateful. In the moment, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really understand why you're doing it. I didn't get it. I, my grandmother kept saying, this is what you're going to be doing. And I was just like, I mean, I guess I tried to fight it, but come 22, it's what I'm doing. And I'm probably going to be doing this for the rest of my life. That's so. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's crazy how some people just know, like some people can really just like prophesy over your life and then they just- what Yep, you that's so exactly what, what happened. Yeah, what is your, I lost my train of thought. I think I was about to ask you a question I've already asked you. I was about to ask you what's your favorite type of music, but I think you already said that when we asked the random question. Oh yeah, R&B. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. R&B. So what has been like a challenge for you as a musical artist, like trying to break into the industry? Because I know that can't be easy. Like, oh, it's definitely not easy. Um, I definitely took the time to learn the business first because I knew I had the talent. Like that was something, you know, I've been working on since I was a kid. So that was, that was like the least of my worries. My worries was figuring out how to get into the business. So I took the intern route, interned at like, five or six companies had a bunch of different mentors and it's been a headache but 
I'm learning how to apply the things that I've learned in my internships and through mentorships to my actual career. And it's been slowly progressing. So I'm really happy with how things are going, but it definitely started off very rough. Like as soon as I graduated college, not graduated, as soon as I dropped out of college, I was like, oh, like I just gonna go out and sing and it's gonna be that easy. And it was not, (laughs) it was not that easy at all. but it's all slowly coming together. Um, I don't know everything about the business, but I know a lot. So I'm able to, like I said, apply that stuff to my own career instead of, you know, interning for someone else. Right. Yeah. And then like, you're in a great place. Just like being in New York is a good place for somebody Mm -hmm. who's trying to break into the industry. I mean, I feel like being in Atlanta is a good place too, though. Like, um, because of just all the stuff that goes on. Yeah, but Atlanta isn't always so accepting of every, like, outsiders. Like, they're accepting of people that are from there. If you're not from there, they want you to, like, prove yourself. And then once you prove yourself, they want you to prove yourself again and again and again. And I have family down there, so that made it a little bit easier. But it was just, it was just tiring. And it's more of a hip hop scene, not so much of an R&B scene. So once I like kind of gathered all the relationships and networking from down there, I was able to just go back to New York and, you know, make that transition. But, and since I had the experience, I was able to say, oh yeah, like I'm coming from Atlanta, did X, Y, and Z down there. And then, you know, it was, it was respected and it helped me, you know, get into the rooms and stay in the rooms and get invited back to the rooms in New York (laughs) yeah yeah I can definitely see that Atlanta is more of like a a hip-hop trap music type of area type of vibe like the the southern music like um I listen to this podcast called Louder Than a Riot on NPR do you listen to them no I have to look them up louder than a riot it's about so it's basically about the implications that hip-hop music has on um the prison system oh Mm -hmm. but they do talk about they have an episode with dj drama and he talks about how he went to clark atlanta and how he um he basically got his start down here in atlanta from coming from Philly I believe is where he was and he came down here yeah he's from Philly yeah Mm -hmm. and he was doing all that stuff and I was like oh wow this is great like yeah Atlanta is like the he was talking about how the southern like rap scene is so much different than like music scenes other places definitely it's crazy that it's still like that I mean but I'm not really into like the music industry down here at all but like I listen to music but like you know like I'm not a singer you yeah. don't that. <laughs> I am not a rapper um even though I feel like I could be a rapper if I really tried but I don't think that's for me <laughs> yeah but, I mean uh, they're nice in Atlanta they you know they took me in that's where I got had my first internship was in Atlanta mm-hmm. so that you know they're supportive yeah in the beginning but it's just like you don't always get to keep that support and then they try to put you in a box I mean that's everywhere but in Atlanta, I felt like I was going to be an intern forever, the way people were talking to me. <laughs> I was like, I'm stuck. That's what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a woman in the breaking into the music industry, like, I feel like all we see is like women who break in, but like, they have to be like, super like, revealing and like, sexualized. How does that work out? Like, how is that for you? Like, do you feel like that sometimes when you're like, I guess, being presented or presenting your music 
or do you ever feel like there are there are times where you're being sexualized or people are trying to sexualize you and you're not really trying to be over sexualized or like um yeah I there's definitely been times where I felt like I had to over sexualize myself Mm -hmm. but luckily I the team of people that are around me they just remind me like Tasha all you have to do is like sing you don't have to do all that extra stuff so it's really just me getting in my own head and being on social media too much and not focusing on what it is that I have to do so I'm just grateful for the people that are around me shout out to Antoine Pope for always just reminding me like you don't have to do all that like some people may really have to do all that but that's because they're lacking in another area but I'm just like I said I'm happy to have people around me that remind me like Tasha you can like actually write and sing you don't have to do all that extra stuff so the team definitely plays a huge part yeah and I mean and then also like we see artists like one of my favorite artists Ari Lennox and like um her and like Janelle Monae and like people like that like they I don't see them as like being super sexualized but like Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a good like base and they're also R&B singers yeah it's like R&B music is sexy so it's like people are going to expect you to be extra sexy but you don't have to do that like if if the song sounds sexy like you're good (laughs) that's all that really matters very true so you do you make beats you said you like to make trap beats right oh I love to make trap beats I don't know why I have no idea why it's just so fun you can just do whatever and it sounds cool (laughs) (laughs) so who is your so do you listen to any trap music then Oh yeah, Gucci Mane, Jeezy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Ti, I okay. love Ti, but I really love Gucci Mane, honestly. Really? Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm sure you heard a lot of that when you were in Atlanta. Oh yeah, nonstop. <laughs> That's Gucci all- is like okay. I didn't realize how big of an artist he was until I came down to Atlanta. Cause like he's big in New York, but he's Jay Z is like our big rapper up here but okay. in Atlanta if you mentioned Gucci man you better be talking correct yeah. <laughs> people get upset about it if yeah. you disrespect Gucci uh, that is so true yeah so but yeah <laughs> that is true so um I lost my train of thought <laughs> so what do you use to like edit like your stuff or like do you record do you have you like built like a recording studio in your house or like what do you use like when it comes to stuff like that or how would you or what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to get into that as far as like the equipment that they would need um well luckily my mom uh put a recording studio in our basement once I graduated (laughs) high school so she went and did all that for me so I didn't have to worry about figuring out what needed to go where she spoke to one of my cousins who was also in the music industry and he told her all the equipment to buy and she went and got it so I was super grateful because that doesn't just happen to people and it definitely cut back a lot of costs on things especially early on um but I'd say just build the relationships, honestly. And then you, you'll you find yourself getting free equipment. That happened to me so, a few times. Like people just like, oh, I'm giving this away or I'm trying to get rid of this. Do you want it? And I'm like, that's like brand new. Yeah, I'll take it. So, <laughs> um, I think a home studio, especially with COVID, is the best way to go. And you'll save a lot more money. And it's really about how you get the song mixed. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you can get a home studio, get it. If not, 
network, <laughs> network yeah. so you can get some free stuff or, you know, work out some deals at different recording studios. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your, what is your favorite thing about writing music? I, I, that's like my place to be free. I can say whatever and it feels like there's no consequences, even though sometimes there are, but it's just like my place to just express myself fully. And <clears throat> I didn't really realize that I talk different in person than I do in songs until my mom pointed it out. She was like, you know, like you sound completely different. Like you write different in your songs, right? Than you, than the way you actually talk. And I was like, I do. And then I went back and re-listened and I was just like, oh, I do talk a little differently. So just becoming more comfortable with myself and being able to express myself when I'm not in music, you know, trying to translate that into the, I guess the real world. This has been something I've been trying to work on, but I definitely love just being able to express myself. It's so it's just like relaxing you can just yeah. like get it off your chest and move on yeah make money you, off of it right do you have to like go into like your own space or can you write anywhere like could you oh, go to a coffee anywhere. shop and just sit there and write Which, yeah really the it's like really it's super weird this might may sound like kind of crazy but I'll be anywhere and a song will just pop in my head. And if I don't write it down or if I don't sing it in my notes, I'll forget it. It's so weird. And I just, I've had to like bust out my phone at the strangest times and just start singing into my phone with the mask. It's definitely made it less awkward, but I'll just like pull out my phone and just be like, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I'm, have this gift where I'm able to write pretty much anywhere. Like as soon as it hits me, I just have to write it down and then, it'll like develop later in the day or later in the week it's yeah. really amazing <laughs> yeah I mean that's great that's cool I cannot like focus when I'm in loud places if I'm trying to write not writing music just like writing uh mm -hmm. like I was working on a speech that I'm doing like and I was just like I have to be in quiet I cannot go places and do that oh yeah I've learned how to like block out other things I can't can't do it <laughs> but I definitely um I feel you on the like having a if it pops in your head like you have to get your phone out because I had to put it in my notes immediately yep like yep. I've, I started <laughs> I've started writing down my dreams mm. and I have to do it as soon as I wake up now if it's a yeah. dream that has stuck with me all day I will obsess over it in my head and I'll be like oh my god why was I dreaming about and I'll be writing it more and more but mm -hmm. I, my dreams are going to be like a book of short stories because they are strange. Okay. <laughs> I am curious to read those dreams. Please let me know. <sighs> I let thought me know about reading them. Like I thought about reading some of them on my podcast, but I was like, it doesn't really go with the theme of the podcast, but I feel you like- never You never know. You never know. I thought about reading them. I was like, maybe I could just read them on one episode. I don't know though. I'm still thinking about it. If I do it, like just know that you encouraged me to do this. I highly recommend it. I'll tune in <laughs> for that one. <laughs> because we talked about this. Okay. Yes. Yes. So have you ever performed live or do you plan on if you haven't, do you plan on in the I guess the future? Because people are starting to get more vaccinated now. Yeah, I have never performed live as an adult. I okay. used to perform all the time as a kid. Like my piano teacher, I tell you, she did not play. If there was some sort of opportunity for me to sing, I was there. It was, it's, 
I, I don't want to consider myself a child star, <laughs> but it was like serious training for so long. And, you know, I don't know what, what's changed. I think growing up in just like seeing the industry and all that kind of makes you like a little nervous. Well, it's made me nervous because it's like, oh my gosh, last time I did this, I was a child. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't care about anything. And then you get older. And now I think I care a little bit too much. So just trying to overcome that fear of people not liking the music, my voice possibly cracking, maybe forgetting a lyric or the music doesn't work. Like, see, you see how I'm just like running down all these things that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> so just trying to get over that has been um, one of my challenges. But my management is like, look, you're going to have to go out there and just get this out the way eventually. And I think once I do it, once then it'll just flow for me naturally but the first time is always the most difficult yeah yeah I'm interested to see like how you do I think you'll do fine because you seem like I mean yeah you seem like you're very comfortable with speaking to a complete stranger about yeah (laughs) so I think that like you've you've been performing since you were a child I think that going onto a stage and just doing it again will be easier for you than you think it's going to be because it'll kind of feel like home in a way for you yeah there I just got to do I was asked to perform at this showcase on Saturday but I got called into this part-time job that I don't have to go to but I was just like no I can't perform I gotta go to work like I have other things I have to do like I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I need to do besides just do it. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I just need to yeah, do it. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you do just need to do it. Just like maybe I just need to read one of my dreams yeah. on, <laughs> on the podcast one day. Mm-hmm. But um, are you, so are you considered like Gen Z or are you, because you are Gen Z, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the cusp of Gen Z, but I sometimes act like a millennial because my, my older sisters, I was trying to keep up with them and all the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I act older sometimes, but if that's, I usually come off as the old woman when I'm around the Gen Zers, and then when I'm around millennials, I come off as a Gen Zer. So it's kind of right. like, I'm on the cusp, but I claim Gen Z. <laughs> I, I like my generation kind of <laughs> yeah y'all are a little different uh <laughs> <laughs> yes we are definitely are a, little a little different, different. uh it's, I, I only asked that because you are like you're shy like you don't know what it is about performing and like um I noticed a lot of kids who are like gen z like that age they are like like on in this on this platform like y'all are like hey hi how you doing but like in real life they can be like mm like it's it's quiet it's yeah quiet. and I think but, that's why I like tv yeah a little bit more than music because it's like tv like I, I already know that this could possibly be edited like you know if, in real life like you just never know what's gonna there's happen no editing in real life <laughs> <There's no editing. laughs> but I, you'll be fine you'll be fine you just have to do this I believe in you I am excited for when you do perform I'll let you know what what happens you definitely (laughs) and send it to me in my dm (laughs) like send me the recording so i know or like go live do you ever go live on like instagram and just sing i followed you and i don't ever see you on my time (laughs) yeah i just started posting like again today i took a really 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 long break because social media can be so draining I wasn't taking any pictures I was always in sweats I was just like "Eh, I don't feel like doing this um but I do I used to go live 
before my break, before COVID, honestly. Mm-hmm. But then it, it felt like everyone was going live. Everyone was starting to catch on to like the TikTok and the trillers and the dancing. And I was doing all that before COVID. So I was just like, ew, it's oversaturated. Let me go do something else. <laughs> so I, I know how to do it. I just haven't right. done it in a while. I'm getting back oh, okay. into it. Yeah. What's your sign? Your ast- astrology? I'm a Libra. You're a Libra? Oh my God, you're an air sign. I'm an Aquarius. We're both air signs. Oh, I love Aquarius. <laughs> yes. I was wondering because you were saying like you felt like it was oversaturated and I was like, oh, that sounds like something an Aquarius would say. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's yeah. doing it. So mm, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Seeing, I mean, seeing the TikTok craze and all of that, it, it's really exciting because when I was doing it early on, it, it they were people were just looking at me like why is she doing this and people used to really like literally because I mean you're taking videos in your bathroom or in your room and doing all these like effects people didn't get it then so it's really cool to see it being appreciated now and like people are really creating revenue and getting full-on careers from this but it's like dang every what's next like I'm on to the what's the next app gonna be because this is this is too much at this point but like it's crazy to see the impact that TikTok has on the music industry and on music because a lot of the songs like if you look at like songs that were when when won things in like the MTV awards and stuff mm-hmm. like that was like stuff straight off of TikTok a lot of songs that I know now I know because I've been on TikTok and like I am a millennial right so TikTok was a joke to me at first I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't need this app. This is a goofy little app. All these young kids are on here. And then um, COVID came and mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me download the app. I'm just going to see what it's yep. about. Mm-hmm. Girl, it's a year later, uh, a, a more than a year later, I am addicted. Like I will be on there scrolling for hours, ignoring my family, ignoring my <laughs> responsibilities, like just on there scrolling, seeing what people are talking about and doing like, it's so weird. There's so much information on TikTok. There's so many things you can learn and do, and it just keeps you occupied. That's why I liked it when it first came out, and I liked Triller, too. I like Triller more than TikTok, but Triller's kind of, like, falling off a little bit, yeah. I never use Triller, but I definitely, like, am addicted to TikTok now. Um, It's fun. It's kind of like Pinterest, but if Pinterest had people telling you how to do the things that they do, like all the life hacks that I learned on Pinterest, I can learn on TikTok also, but just quicker. Yeah. (laughs) Because somebody's telling me how to do it. Yeah. I I saw this guy do this um, life hack of how to hang um, just like photos, like, and have them level without necessarily having to do all the math or all the leveling. And I was like, why didn't I ever know this? Yeah, I learned how to do my makeup on TikTok. It, I don't know, like, YouTube videos just never click for me. But TikTok, it happened in 15 seconds. I knew how to do my makeup. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, my it's God. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The makeup tutorials on TikTok are insane. Um, oh, yeah. But so how is it managing, I guess, social media for you, though, since you are an up and coming artist? Like, do you manage it or do you have like, or does, your, does somebody on your team manage your social media for you? Um, I have someone that like has my password and all that stuff they could post but I'm like a little controlling so I try to control that part too but I'm slowly starting to like let go and just 
I like create the content, send it to the person, and then they'll post it because it could be a little draining um, with yeah. DMs and you know trying to the likes and yeah. I think mainly the DMs is just what it's a distraction. It could yeah. be too much sometimes. People really say anything nowadays, like there's no filter at all. Um, so it can be a little challenging, but I'm adjusting. It's it's doing something i mean my whole career pretty much started on tiktok no not tiktok on instagram yeah. i met this radio dj who put me on his album recently dj new era on instagram live i met this awesome production duo who they're signed to sony now i think they've worked with like Lil baby polo g and all these other people i met them also on instagram live i met this one of my mentors on instagram live so instagram <laughs> has been like my it was like my wingman early on. So I'm always going to just, I have to include Instagram in like the rest of my life because it's helped yeah. me so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then like Instagram is great. And then TikTok is also great because like you've seen people take off just from mm-hmm. consistently video. posting, right. Mm-hmm. One video of you like doing a cover to some mm-hmm. song in your bathroom at your house and everybody's like, oh my God, we're going to share this. I'm going to duet this. I'm going to stitch this. Like, and it's yep. just all over. Viral. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm waiting on your viral video. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Hopefully it's something good. <laughs> yes. Uh, it will be. It will be. Um, so where, I guess, where can people find your music if they want to listen to you? <clears throat> I am on all streaming platforms as okay. Hey Tasha. Um, or Hey Tasha TV on YouTube. I'm working on getting that fixed. It's a whole like issue. Ugh, it's too much. But for now, you can just type in Hey Tasha and my beat tapes will pop up. My singles, my EP I dropped in 2019 should pop up. And my, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's, that's all that should pop up. <laughs> no music video yet. We're working on that, but yeah. it's coming soon, hopefully. Yes, I'm sure it takes time though, like to oh, do a yeah. whole music video. And then, yeah. oh, like, are you on like Apple Music or Spotify or like SoundCloud? Yes, all all DSPs. So Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Shazam, Snapchat, Shazam, whatever that is. Um, yeah, every store. You're, you're hey Tasha on all of that. Wait, let me look you up. Yep, I'm Hey Tasha on all of that. Hey Tasha. So is that your like stage name? Yeah, I kind of just threw something together. Honestly, I was going through my voicemails one day and everyone was starting their, like the voicemail with, hey, Tasha, or hi, Tasha, or hello, Tasha. And I'm just like, why is this? Okay. So I just went with, hey, Tasha. And I thought it was like super welcoming Mm -hmm. and it's an easy way to start a conversation. I thought it was weird at first. I'm like, hey, Tasha, like you couldn't come up with something better, but I've never had nicknames growing up besides like Tosh and I don't like being called that so I just yeah I was like okay hey Tasha and it just works I mean I'm open to a name change I really want to I want it to be my name but we're working on that too <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's, it sounds like a band so I think it sounds kind of cool wait is Ooh, this you? look is this yes you? that's you yes. Mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna add your music I'm gonna okay 
Yay! I'm excited for you, Tasha. It's funny that you don't like being called Tosh because I have a best friend. Her name is Debanese. And all our life, we called her Deb. And mm -hmm. then one day she was just like, I never really liked the nickname Deb. <laughs> we were like, what? We've been calling you Deb for the last <laughs> it's seven to 10 years. Like, what do you yeah. mean? That's yeah. funny. Well, people just shorten my name and it's like, it's not that hard to say Tasha. Like they just say, hey, Tosh. And it's like, I understand that's your way of trying to get like comfortable with me, but if I, I don't like that nickname. So yeah. just call me Tasha. <laughs> yeah, well, Tasha's not a long name to say. Exactly, it's Tasha. What, they're two syllables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tasha. It's already shortened. Like <laughs> It's a nickname. It's my that name is a nickname. Your name is a nickname. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> I like your name though. I like your artist name. I like the name Hey Tasha. I think Thank that's you. different. It was random. And once I heard of uh Whoa Vicky, she's from Atlanta. I was like, oh, okay, someone else is putting like words Whoa in Vicky? front of their name. She's a rapper from Atlanta. Yeah. I think she's she's like, I think she's white. Oh, she's a rapper? I thought she was yeah. just like a, a like a, a YouTube person or oh no, she raps. She can actually rap. Really? I was shocked. Yeah, I didn't. Ex I honestly did not expect her to be able to rap. I'm like, but then I heard her. I think she yeah. was over uh, a Tupac beat. She did some sort of diss track or something. It was fire. Shout what out to Wol Vicky. She just some. She just the uh, Catch Me Outside girl, Bad Baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it was interesting. This was yeah. This is some internet stuff. Yeah, that was some internet stuff. See, I'm too old for that. <laughs> I didn't know what that was like I, I realized like I'm at the age now where people are like yeah you know such and such and they're talking about an artist and I'll be like who is that I don't know yeah. all these artists like that's how my sisters are too I'll be like yeah I met so-and-so today and they're like who yeah like, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah I like I realized now I'm at this point in my life where every artist I know is mainstream so mm -hmm. you're gonna have to tell me who it is show me the picture <laughs> I might have seen them on TikTok, but <laughs> tell me who it is because I don't know. Well, I really want to say thank you for coming on. I promised you I wouldn't keep you longer than an hour. And I really appreciate your time. Do you, I'm, I know you already said you're on, you're Hey Tasha on everything, but just one more time, tell everybody where they can find you on like social media and stuff like that. Okay. Um, you can visit my website at www.hey-tasha.com. And then on all social media, it's Hey Tasha 3. So that's Snapchat, TikTok, um, Twitter, and Instagram. And Facebook is also Hey Tasha. Hey Tasha oh. Music, I think. Okay. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Hidden Gems podcast. I am your host, Kendra, and you can find me on all social media platforms except for Facebook at your host, Kendra. One word. That's my name. That's it. That's pretty easy. It was a great interview with Tasha. We actually had a nice little chat afterwards after I stopped recording. She's a very sweet girl. I highly recommend looking her up on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and pretty much anywhere where you can stream music and stream her music. Give my girl some streams. Like, I listened to it and I am now deeply invested. I'm adding one of her songs onto one of my playlists, okay? Because 
if you follow me on Facebook or if you're my actual friend on Facebook, you know that I have been obsessed with Giveon. So um, it gave me Giveon vibes and I'm adding it to my playlist with a lot of his music and Lucky Day's music. So I definitely, definitely recommend you go look up Hey Tasha. I love her name. It reminds me of a band. Please go look her up. Give her some downloads. Give her some streams and put her on. Like tell other people about her. Um, she's doing great things. I'm very excited. Congratulations in advance, Tasha, to you on everything that you will be doing. And thank you to you guys for tuning in to another episode. If you do want me to actually read one of my dream stories on an episode, let me know. I'll post the question on my Instagram and on my Twitter and I'll see what kind of response I get. If I get a good enough response, and that legitimately means if at least two people say they want me to read my dreams, (laughs) I will. But I do want you guys to know that it can, actually all of them are a bit risque. And I don't want you to think any different of me. But at the end of the day, I'm a grown-ass woman. And if you're going to get on this podcast and you're going to listen to me read my dreams, then you better be a grown-up too. So, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hidden Gems Podcast. I will be checking in with you guys again soon.